0: You know, when you when you tame a wild chupacabra, sometimes they just don't listen to you.
1: I just say it's COVID.
0: Yeah. So I think they go. listen.
2: I just think it's you.
1: <laughs> Every time anything goes wrong, you just say, it's COVID. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean,
2: how many miles can we get out of this?
1: I don't know. People are going to keep doing it for years to come, I'm sure. Okay. Uh, I didn't get your TPS report. COVID.
2: COVID. That was 10 years ago.
1: <laughs> your TPS reports.
2: It's so that's old. That's what are you trying to say? Nothing. Not nothing at all.
1: It's older <laughs> than you.
2: Well, I'm just saying it's old, and I can't remember because it's COVID.
0: <laughs>
2: I have COVID brain damage.
0: Ay ay ay. If what? it wasn't for COVID, we would have had over hundred episodes by now. Probably. Probably. No, we would have. This is like episode ninety-six. We're so. at ninety-six. I still thought we were at ninety-two. It's like no, it's it's up there. Like either I think next time or the time next time we record, I think. So we'll take eight months to get up to hundred. What are we mm-hmm. gonna do for our hundred episode? I don't know. We probably have a long time to think we're about. We're just it, so.
2: gonna we're just gonna play the theme music over and over for like an hour. <laughs> yeah,
0: like those YouTube videos, like replayed ten hours. Stop it! We don't have a
1: lot of time to think about it. We're back on schedule. What do we? Now. What if
2: we do a best of, and then we talk about it, like take funny clips from the shows. Look
1: who's gonna edit that?
0: We <laughs> got to find an editor.
1: Maybe by then we'll have a, the Parababble studio up and running.
0: I think maybe. Aren't we in a studio?
1: Then we could do it live. Oh, well, yeah, but of. this is the interim COVID studio.
2: The interim COVID studio? Intern,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Like, so,
2: like, we're... Uh,
1: you know, it's the makeshift studio during COVID.
2: Oh, we don't have COVID. We're not, like, no, quarantined uh, in this room. No. Okay, good. no. There's only one person that has their card here.
1: Listen, it's not like The Shining, okay? Mm-hmm.
2: C- the COVID could have been the snow.
1: I don't know. I did a lot of research about hotels, because you can't go anywhere. No? No. Well, I can now.
2: Oh. Mm-hmm. You're special. This is the way the government wanted you.
1: I know. All this time. i are tracking
2: every movement. Mm-hmm. It's all right. <laughs> you're just a bleep.
1: It's Okay. Mm-hmm. They're gonna tra- If they track me, they're going to find I really don't do anything that that's very interesting. So they'll just yeah. give up after like a day. They'll be like, she doesn't do anything. We don't care. <laughs> Move on to the I, next. I'm not
2: getting my shots done <laughs> if they're going to follow me.
1: Oh, my God. Put your tinfoil hat on.
2: Hey, we did that a couple years ago. I know. It was pretty good.
1: Maybe we should just make tinfoil hats for the 100th anniversary episode.
2: All I'm saying is they're coming.
0: <laughs> they're coming.
1: Who's they? <laughs>
2: Upstairs, to people that watch us.
0: Well, that's okay, because the studio's going to be downstairs, so we're going to put another floor between us and them. All right. As long as we have lead around the studio, that'd be fine, too.
1: It's going to be like a bomb shelter. Oh. Yeah. Like a fallout shelter.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm it'll
1: down with fun. that. it would be fun. So, um, are we going to at least get this episode done, maybe? Which one is this? Cezley. The sesley The Cecil. Cecil. Cecil you know, it's
2: it's hot on everyone's tongue, tongue these days. It is.
1: It's, it's a, a, a hot topic. topic.
0: Whoop! And there goes the editor's paperwork. That's my research for the other episode.
1: I'm just oh. getting it out of my way. Where's your research for this episode? In his head. Wow.
0: <laughs> Netflix doesn't count.
1: Yeah, true. If you watch mm-hmm. a documentary, sorry. Yeah. You got to know a little bit more than that.
2: Mm. Why is the documentary pretty light?
0: Kinda. I Doesn't. mean, I didn't really say much because it's that big story about Eliza Lamb It's been out there forever, and it's been done to death. I think we probably even talked to it, talked about it a bunch of times. My
2: question is about this hotel. What did Zach Bagans have to say?
0: That I don't know. I don't have cable, so I didn't watch the episode.
1: Yeah.
2: It's but all over the place.
1: No, it took got taken off of YouTube.
2: Oh. No?
1: I tried to watch it on YouTube, and it was taken down. I thought it was
2: on like Hulu or something like, like Discovery.
1: That. Won't let probably you watch like
2: it. Discovery Plus
1: or Travel
0: channel
2: plus really. he probably oh, found like. demons in there
1: well you're his buddy well, how come you don't have the inside track to that i'm
2: not his buddy anymore no covid
1: oh um, mm. yeah i get it
0: the cecil hotel in beautiful skid row this is a pair battle first episode since november yep we're
1: back i can't curse because my dad told me not to still yeah well, I was on I was on the way to the studio, and I literally got a phone call from my dad, because I answered it before the show, not during, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> and he told me, stay on track, don't curse, and then he said one other thing as advice, but I couldn't remember what it was. But we
0: probably already did whatever it was.
1: <laughs> I'm sure we did. We're already off topic.
2: Well, we're off topic. That's the only thing we've done wrong so far.
1: So, Parababble. The Night's mm-hmm. Young. We're Parababble.
2: We'll get back in our routine.
1: I'm um, I'm Allie.
2: Allie Elisa Lamb.
1: yes for this episode for this episode yeah who are, and you are, are who
2: I don't have a name officially
1: you're just COVID
2: the overseers are changing me oh. as we speak
1: okay all right Jeff so there you go <laughs> yeah. oh thanks and, I'll um, be Jeff our fearless leader I don't know about that really
2: the why are you sets not... everything off.
1: I know that's why that's you're all. the leader he's the
0: guy yeah that's
1: it i'm rob he's rob you got a rob name see how awkward that was to even say who we were we're really out of practice i'm already sorry for this
0: episode yeah this is gonna be bad yeah it is you think
1: yeah we're totally out of the groove
0: perfect (laughs) (laughs)
1: it's gonna be the worst one people are gonna get to number like 90 whatever this is and be like it fell apart i don't know what happened covid ruined it
2: yeah brain damage
0: they're going to be like, this is worse than Forensic Cleanup. They probably aren't going to say that. <laughs>
2: forensic Cleanup, episode It's like 42?
0: I don't even think It was in the teens. It
1: was. It, it was, was like, in the teens. Yeah. One of the first ones.
2: Wow. Well, if you're out there and you really want a morbid sense of what goes on after someone's uh, left the planet and they have to go and clean up, or did whether they, it be did suicide or murder or... Did
1: they really leave the planet, though?
2: Well, that's a whole thing for like maybe a paranormal show.
1: Yeah. Which, mm. I don't know, I thought we were, but maybe not.
2: Well, when's the last time we did anything paranormal?
1: I don't know, a couple episodes ago. What'd we do? That was November, I don't remember what the last episode was. I can tell you.
2: We have our uh, um, We
1: here. did an episode on cults. Cults? Yep. Oh yeah. That's
2: not paranormal though.
1: Um, That's weird though. The third man factor phenomenon? Was that the last episode? That was the second to last episode. Yeah, that's paranormal. It's like a dude that doesn't really exist, like trying to get you through a situation.
2: Yeah, but didn't we think that was hallucinations?
1: Well, we weren't really sure. Wow, I
2: remember that much.
1: I know. What the else was last episode do? on... Area 51.
2: Yeah. Oh,
0: Hello. That oh, was that in episode. September. Hmm.
1: Marley Woods.
0: Mm. No?
1: None Marley of these Woods. topics are sounding good to people? Loveland's Frogman? L- frog oh, man? yeah, the
0: Loveland Frog. Weird. A classic.
1: Yep, we did a whole episode on creepy pasta. American folklore? No. That could
0: kind of
2: mm, sort ghost of. myths. Okay.
1: All right, found it. There we go. Okay, this is why I keep notes, people. All right. Yeah. So, um, if you're new to Parababble and you're just checking in for the first time, again, this is awkward. We're gonna do our best.
0: We are post. We're gonna get through it together. Now, the last right? episode was weird stuff that washes up on shore. Oh yeah. Feet. The- a lot of feet.
1: Yeah, a lot of feet. Mm-hmm.
0: That's all I got. November
1: 13th. Wow. Okay. Well, we're back. We are. We are. Here we are. We're going to talk right. about the Cecil Hotel because it's been a hot paranormal topic.
2: And you know we're cutting edge.
1: So cutting edge. No, I really just wanted to do this because I actually did watch the documentary on Netflix and it made me have a lot of questions. Not about the whole lamb situation. I feel like that got handled and they did a pretty good job of explaining that. Mm-hmm. But all the other stuff that goes on there, and the history of that place.
2: It's got a pretty big history. Yeah. Started out it's with a suicide.
1: Dark. It's a dark, dark place.
2: So this place opened up in what 1927? Yes. And January 22nd. It was.
1: 1927. Um. Set the
2: scene. This place has been considered a hotbed of murders, suicides. Uh, you have a lot of homeless transit through there. So it's already setting up to be a pretty good run for whatever. And in L.A., Los Angeles, California, that is, for our Australian listeners, uh, it's sitting right next to Skid Row, which and if you ever seen any movies about L.A. and mo- uh, different things like that, there's a lot of that going on out there. There's probably a lot going on in every city with Skid Row's homeless people. Yeah. So this hotel is like right in the hotbed of
1: mm-hmm. debauchery.
2: Debauchery. And I, I would imagine when it first opened up and the way they placed it, it wasn't that way or the intention of being that way. So
1: And it was beautiful when it first opened. It was like marble floors, very art deco. I mean it's like it was a really big deal when it first opened. A lot of like famous people would go there.
2: Yeah. So through their history, we're just let's start out with an overview. Overview, I guess. There's been about eighty deaths reported in there, um, many verified by uh, a manager, a couple managers actually. They uh, <clears throat> suicides, murders. We've had famous killers, serial killers stay there. So whatever the reason or the draw is to this, this place, we don't really have that down. I have a theory. You have a theory?
1: Me too. Yeah. Well, that's why we did the show.
2: Oh. It's done.
1: So we could try to figure out cuz that's what we do here. Okay. Right? What's your theory? Wow, we're just going to jump right into it.
0: Well, well we, we don't right have to, to right to the end of the episode. <laughs> to <Ten laughs> so, minutes and Just cut so out the middle. You
1: mentioned a lot of people that have died there. So yes. Night Stalker
2: mm-hmm.
1: was one of the better-known serial killers.
2: Ramirez, is that his name? Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Uh, Richard Ramirez 1984 and then Jack Unterweger Maybe Ooh. 1991 He was, was the a... one that came from overseas and came here unlike the guys that he was like writing a book and oh. he started killing people So there's been at least both of them that have been there but then there's also been mobsters there's been you know drug dealers all kinds of crazy stuff going on even the Black Dahlia Was seen at the bar a couple of days before she died. See that one? I didn't know. So there's been a lot of things that have been linked to this. And people that have been interviewed about it always said that, you know, if you go above, I think it was like the 14th floor, it got really shady really quick. Um, American Horror Story Hotel is also based on the Cecil Hotel. So... It's been all of these things throughout the years, but it really didn't gain the notoriety until the whole lamb situation happened. But they knew that this place had such a bad history that they tried to rebrand it, (laughs) and they divided the place up and made it like the stay on Main Street side. Yeah, stay on the main was the, the catch. And then the other side where people were just like living in those apartments. So they've known that it's been not good there. So there's all kinds of things that have happened, but things are still happening there, even though the hotel was closed now, right? It's being renovated right now. And it's supposed to open again in 2021 in October. (laughs) Why in October? I don't know. But that's when it's slated to open next. So people are still seeing, you know, lights on and off in parts of the building when they're not supposed to be on windows that are being opened and closed.
2: Uh, maybe, maybe. well, being so close to Skid Row, you think people are just breaking in there just because they know of the history of this place?
1: Well, that's yep. one of the things that people are thinking. Um, but I don't know. So maybe. my idea about this is that what if this really is like a portal to hell? What if it really is a hell mouth? Eh. So just hear me out on this.
2: We'll hear you out.
1: Okay. So all the other surrounding areas in that part of Skid Row are just as bad, homeless-wise, crime-wise, all of those kinds of things. But there's been no other concentration (coughs) of all of this kind of murder and suicide and everything else that's gone on like there has at the Cecil. The other thing is that people seem to be drawn to the Cecil for doing certain kinds of activities. You know, If they want to commit suicide, a lot of people go there to do that. There's all kinds of stories about People shooting themselves, slicing their own throats, overdosing, all of these, jumping to their deaths.
2: So that's just a perception.
1: Well, is it? Well, they know
2: the hotel has a history like that, so people go there.
1: Or is there a reason why people are drawn to it?
2: Hmm. I don't know. Well, let's put it this way.
1: When it gets all redone and they reopen it, do you think it's magically going to stop all this stuff from happening there?
2: Um... If I was the average person, I would say yes,
1: but I'm Are, not the average person. I was gonna say you're not the average bear. <laughs> no, I think people.
2: <laughs> I think people who know the history, and or study up on the history of this place, they might be able to whitewash it a little bit and say no, 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 that was all just internet, hoopla. But there's documented facts that you know people have died. But what what hotels or motels or whatever don't have their. Uh, fair share of suicide or deaths
1: lots of them Not that you the know of, that you
2: don't know of. you say you go to the higher regency do you think that's just well i don't think nobody died there well, or if you committed think if, suicide if you think in a room?
1: If 60 people died there you would know about it
2: well
1: i mean and you could make the same argument about living in an apartment building or a house that somebody might have killed themselves in before it's not the amount, it's not the, what's happening there. It's the amount of how much of concentration it's been there.
2: Okay, but it would have to get, okay.
1: Like, I mean, I don't know. Richard Ramirez walks down the hallway covered in blood in his underwear with a butcher <laughs> knife and everybody's just like, hey, what's up, dude?
2: <laughs> just going down <laughs> to the kitchen.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, it takes a special kind of people to turn an eye to stuff like that.
2: I had a conversation today exactly about what you're talking about. And uh, the guy said, well, do you think the place is haunted? I go, I said, yes, because a lot of times if, you know, the old theory, if you, uh, leave this planet, uh, suddenly violently, your soul stays and it's lost. It doesn't necessarily, the theory is it doesn't necessarily cross over or go wherever you're kind of there and it just repeats itself. So could this place be like that? Probably, especially with, you know, you know, the thought behind suicides, you know, that's just, in certain religions and cultures, that's just a no-no. And you're kind of trapped. But not to say that if you were murdered, you wouldn't be trapped because it happened so fast, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know what to do. You're lost. Like the movie, in, uh, the movie Ghost, you know, bang, you're, you're just kind of stuck there. So it could very easily apply to this hotel. It could apply to the fact that there's been a couple named people there and it's a draw. But if you go back past the 60s, So this place opened in 1927 ish. What, what's, what's making this hotel evil there and people wanting to go there. They don't know that. So to go back to your question, could it be haunted because of all of this? It could be, could it be a portal to hell, a vortex there? Maybe, I don't know.
1: Well, it's just kind of crazy. It could be dark because you think of the about, energy. Yeah, like, like, but they've had recorded deaths there regularly since the hotel opened. So it's not like they found out the night stalker stayed there and a bunch of people wanted to go and be copycats and do stuff. Like, I get what you're saying, totally, but this has been consistently murders, suicides, all kinds of really bad things happening. But
2: could it just be people, the basis? homeless coming in and just? Well, no, they're Skid not all row. homeless,
0: though. That's kind of what I was thinking. I mean, there's been, like... Whole
2: You're in a shitty part of town. Mm-hmm. It's going to attract are gonna die there. All that's the time. what's around
1: it. I right. mean, married couples, you know, there's a woman that didn't know she was pregnant that gave birth to her baby while the husband was still sleeping and she threw it out a window because she panicked. <laughs> I mean, who does that? Another uh, woman not was the head. so distraught that she ran down the hall and jumped out of a window and actually killed two people because she landed on them underneath the hotel like businessmen that have killed themselves i mean
0: they're not all like homeless okay people. so we do have i think you know it's a place that if if someone wants to kill themselves and they just don't want to like have someone that I was just going to say like a thinking. loved one discover them or so you just go, not be found at all. Right, so you you're going go to go like to a place su- you think it's like the suicide like, forest. Yeah, that's what I was going to say.
2: You're just going to go there and say, like, "You know what? I'm done with my life. I want to I want to get out of here." That's the suicide end of it. Mm-hmm. As far as murder goes, I'm thinking that might be a little more close to Skid Row and yeah, the homeless area. people in the area. But with like people just wanting mm-hmm. to disappear in thin thin air, which technically it's kind of that way, but it's also, you know, you're still gonna be found, I would say. Yeah. But if I'm to leave and I don't want anyone to know, I'm going to like the, the shittiest part of town mm-hmm. and just kind of disappear in a hotel and put a gun to my head or whatever pills. That I, I was thinking that too, because
0: yeah, and I if, mean, if you have watched the documentary, they talked about like how cheap it was to stay there. It's absolutely it was absolutely 15 ridiculous. Fifteen bucks to thirty-five yeah. or fifty bucks so for a room. So of course, it's not going to attract the best of people, especially when you're in the area, that kind of area too.
2: Right. And that's, that's, I think that has a lot of generation or, uh, uh not generational. Um, has a lot of pulled people, people in there. You know what? I can hustle on the street all day. I'm homeless, but I could stay. Well, they had residential for the week. Yeah. You could pay like 50 bucks for the week or whatever. And you'd have,
0: have
1: a room,
2: room
0: had, for the week. Yeah. They had tenants there and that's why they couldn't make the whole thing that new hotel because well, there was some like right. slaughter's laws. And
1: when they, they reopen it, they're still going to have people live in there. Well, yeah, Half that was of part that.
2: of the deal. They're going to make it high-end, and yeah. then there the certain floors between, what, mm-hmm. four and six or something like that, you weren't going to be able to touch. So, yeah, when
1: it reopens, they're talking about 240 rooms that are going to be available for rent, and everything else is going to be available for Tenants it's like 420 for,
2: rooms or something? Yeah. That's like a pretty lot. big.
1: But these are the things like, so, okay, fine. So people go there because it's the crappiest area and they don't want to have somebody find them. I get it. But what about all the other stuff that goes on there? So outside of like the murders and the suicides and those kinds of things, there are still things that are happening there that are more consistently known for like haunted kind of activity. So people are hearing screaming from empty rooms. The maintenance people there report cold spots, doors slamming, doors opening when no one's there. Feelings of dread and despair when they walk into certain parts of the hotel. So I don't want to necessarily say it's like a portal to hell because that means you have to believe in hell. But you know what I'm saying? It's like dark. Is it a vortex for like really negative energy that just keeps piling in and piling in and piling in so that's what it keeps attracting? Like, there's got to be an explanation. I mean, well, maybe not an explanation, but at least a reason. If you think about it, like, New York City has really bad areas, right? Mm -hmm. Probably that are very equivalent to Skid Row. I'm sure that you can probably go and get a hotel room right now in there for very cheap in a very bad part of town. But there's no history there like the Cecil. Because if there was, people would talk about it because then it would make it infamous. Like, who wouldn't want that history if that's what you're trying to...
0: I feel like you gotta know more about L.A. to know like if there's, cause like in New York City, like I said, there might be multiple areas like that, multiple places that are cheap that you could stay at, and then.
2: But that's only gonna bring Cecil, in. It's only gonna bring in a, a certain type of clientele.
0: Yeah, is that like the only place in L.A. though? The Cecil, because everywhere else it's so expensive to stay. Well, in. I'm sure there's motels like end.
2: you know twelve. 12- a 12-room motel that's on, like, a strip mall or something like that It's not in the best section of town that has res- residential people living there weekly. Um, but there might be something to the whole being drawn there to the history of it, and the history's kind of built itself. You know, starting from the beginning, all these things kept going and going and going. I think maybe that could, that could be an angle, too. They're they're coming in there because, well, it's a Cecil Hotel.
1: Well, you but. know, when you walk into a place, okay, let's go. Let's say you're gonna go and investigate Trans Allegheny Asylum, mm-hmm. some place that you know has a serious, bad, dark history to it. Right. Do you think you're gonna walk in there and you're gonna feel lighthearted and <laughs> like everything's great? No, because great you almost and... but you
2: almost have a you have a, a predetermined right. thought about. it. What this place was. So
1: that goes to the argument that maybe that's why people are drawn there, right? Because they know mm-hmm. what to expect from it. They want that darkness, whatever it is. But when you think about why Trans-Allegheny is, is so haunted, it's because of what happened there, right?
2: Well, right, yeah.
1: Because we don't necessarily think it was just, like, built on an Indian burial ground or, you know, maybe was. No, it this was, was not but, a happy place. Right. A lot of bad crap happened there. hmm So if that's why it feels the way it does and it's so haunted, then the Cecil has to be kind of the same principle, right? I mean, there's got to be the legitimacy. Cecil is like
2: a, uh, it's like um, its own prison, but you can come and go. Yeah. Pretty much, you can stay there, you know.
1: It's like Hotel California.
2: Yes, it
0: is. Yeah.
2: So, if you, <laughs> if you're using the trans-Allegheny thought, you know, the people that were put in there were bad. There was all kinds of things going on, the sicknesses. So that heaviness is there. You can put that in context with Cecil, but I don't think the intention was ever there to start that way also. I think it was just a hotel that was going up. This is hey, And like you said, L.A., was that always Skid Row where they're at or did that part of the city just take a dump? It wasn't?
1: It wasn't always like that. I mean, because you have to remember what the Cecil was like when it was first built. And if you've seen pictures of the inside of the lobby... It was a really nice place. There was actors and actresses that would come there and so they, sit at the bar be, and have drinks. And, okay,
2: so it would be one of those spots. Yeah. So there's a lot of different I mean, you're forces at work here. building
1: a $15-a-room hotel that's covered in marble for an entire lobby with all of these beautiful art deco nuances.
2: So where does it go wrong?
1: Well, that's the thing. Like, Is it inherently evil? <laughs> Was there something about it that drew that darkness to it or was it just the fact that bad stuff started to happen and it built and built and built and built and built?
2: I think it's where one bad thing started and then another thing, and I think it snowballed from there. Yeah.
0: Now, you're it's like,
2: if you're saying that pinhole, that little one person, like uh, that uh, uh, gentleman, um, the cook, Piercy Orman, that took his life, he was like, the first one to just commit suicide there, is that the opening? You know, does that spirit stay there? And like you said, is what was it built on? What type of land? And now, next thing you know, another person dies in there. There's right. that that Did he family. he attachment
1: that egged him on? Right. Because he knew that this was going to be a good place for this to happen.
2: And then you have other people who start to come there. They keep it. They keep it kind of quiet. So you're not like, hey, no, 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 that's no, good. No, things happen, but we don't. You don't need to see the dirt. This is a beautiful hotel. So we turn around and now quietly you have another or a murder or something going on, so all of a sudden you're starting to build this this ball of energy that's negative, and it keeps going and you got to take account so nineteen twenty seven you got to go through the depression, all these different factors that might have taken that hotel in its prime and made it a dump or made it a very dark place because how many stories have you heard like Maybe not hotels, but buildings, different things that had such a, a a grand scheme in the in the life, you know, and then the next thing you know, as the years go by, this turns into a really dark place. It it loses its its luster, it loses that shine, things start happening. Do we know why? No. But the end result is now you're looking at something that's like this dark hole, you know.
1: Well, and when I was looking at this kind of stuff, it made me think of the the Stanley, too, because that's, like, you know, supposedly the most haunted hotel in...
2: And look at the grand scheme, how pretty that place is. Right. Luxury Right.
1: It's not on Skid Row. It's not a bunch of homeless people coming to stay there. But it's got, like, a really serious haunted history. And some of it is kind of dark there, too. So when you look at, you know... Can we just say well, it's because of the location I don't know if we can because we've had these other places that have had a lot of the same kinds of things happen so I'll buy into the theory that something bad happens and then the energy compounds and compounds and compounds mm-hmm. and maybe it does draw people that are on the verge of things
2: and the people that work there who, what do you what do we know about their intent?
1: Well, I don't think that any of them probably like it.
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, starting in the beginning, you know, someone commits suicide, then someone's murdered. And then people are, uh, maybe the staff are like, it's more dark than it is light. And they start to, to bring in that negative energy, you know. And
0: the other thing of that is,
2: what happens when people come into a room? Sometimes you can pick off negative energy or dark with them. And if they start coming to this hotel, even though it's a nice place, they could be...
1: Well, I, I'm agreeing with... Changing. Yeah, what you're saying. But I almost feel like it's the fear factor. Because we, we talk all the time about how fear is so much more of a intense emotion than other emotions. Right. So it might not even be that they have these feelings of, you know, darkness or like that's inherent in them. It's the fear of going into a room and not knowing what you're going to find. Or walking down a hallway to clean a room and hearing the door behind you slam shut. And that constant what's going to happen next and being on edge and the fear could be feeding a lot of what goes on there.
2: Another small angle to that would be, so you have the staff there. They know what's going on inside and they probably worked long hours at that point. They probably understood the ins and outs of the place. They've probably seen or heard things. And look, if I'm like working there and I go home to my wife or my friends, I'm like, Hey, you know what? This is happening at this hotel. It's it's just this and this and the word of mouth could get out. You don't know what you're walking into, but there could have been a behind the scenes building that you don't want the public obviously know that you don't want all that dirty laundry out there because it's just it's just a bad business model. Right. But things could get out of control very like this is a perfect example of a, a hotel going from like grandness to oh my god. (laughs) Let's go investigate this place with a gun.
1: if you picked up, if you could just pick up the seesaw... And move it? And put it someplace else, do you think it's passed and it's... What happens there would follow it?
2: Well, what what do they say about um, the land never forgets? So you could move that hotel out, but is that spot going to hold all that energy? I
1: don't know. This is the kinds of... This is what gets me going down the rabbit hole, because... You're right. If they built another hotel in the same spot, would all the same stuff start happening? But if you picked it up and moved it somewhere else, would all the same stuff still happen? Because it wasn't attached to that spot anymore.
2: But then there's attachments. Now we're talking, obviously we're, we're, we're talking, if we hole. just, if we just take hole. that hotel as is and yes. move it, the energy that's been trapped in that building, whether, right. you know, just take everything with it. It might, if, there's, if you believe in the attachments, spirits right. attached to furniture, walls, whatever it is, who knows? And you move that into the middle of like, I don't know, the Midwest and no in in nowhereville. Is that still gonna have the same effect? It might.
0: That would be an interesting experiment. All right. Like, how do we like, how do we take this building okay, apart and move so it? So here's what you do. First you have to do like a series of very in depth investigations on it where it is right now, where it stands. Document everything. Then you have to physically move this giant, what is it, twenty story hotel mm-hmm. <laughs> to somewhere completely different. And then do the same process again with the investigations.
1: And you'd have to move the entire thing with every single thing in it. You couldn't Mm -hmm. move anything
0: out. I think, like, the violence level and everything and suicides would go down, depending on where you brought it. Because I really do think that's because of the area. And it's hard to say from, like, a skeptical point of view as far as, like, how haunted it is or isn't because you hear so many other things about things that are are not haunted there i mean it's definitely has a history that could give the potential to that though and think about the surrounding area so you got skid row and
2: obviously as you go out you're going to have houses and homes and apartments everybody knows about that Mm -hmm. hotel if you say hey i'm coming into town or it's like we're gonna if it was open you say to cecil everybody in that area knows so When you tell those stories of that negative energy and all the bad that's happening, are you actually creating that storm a little bit and the masses are feeding the energy because, oh, it's the Cecil Hotel, you know, and everyone, you you could go up to someone who's homeless and like, tell me about the, the Cecil. Well, let me tell you a story about this. And then there was this and then this. So you're actually feeding into that area. If you can direct any type of energy into a building, which we could, go into a whole other topic with that and creating things. I think that could keep it alive. The energy is always around there. It's just like if you're in a group of negative people, it's easy. It just sucks you in. So maybe that, that hotel is, take that as a, a, a just a person, and then you have all this energy around you that's negative, and it's always beating in there, and it's rehashing it, and it never gets to break free, or it's never cleansed, or whatever, sage. However you want to do that. So... That's just a sitting.
1: So when this whole thing gets renovated, right? All Mm -hmm. the old stuff gets ripped out. All the new stuff goes in. (laughs) Well, this is my question. So the inside's gutted. It's all redone. It's beautiful again. Fresh, clean paint. You know, all these people have been in and out renovating it. Do you think that the same stuff is going to continue to happen there? No. Why?
2: Because people, I, I think if they see a nice hotel and they're not really worried about the if they say historic mind you people who go to these places sometimes look up the history on on things like this because they're not it's not a chain it's not a franchise it's an individual hotel that's been handed down off and on doing this if i'm like one of those historic buffs and i go there and i'm like ooh this history's dark here you know you might get that but for the most part if you can keep the area around it clean and you go there i don't think people are going to have a problem with it if the right type of managers in there, the right type of staffings in there, I think you can get it to a level of oh, it's just haunted.
0: I think it depends, because you said that they're still going to have. I think it depends on a couple things. First is how high end of a hotel is it going to be? Is it still going to be cheap hotel? Because you're still going to attract everybody in that's around the area, doing drugs and killing each other. I'm sure it's not going to be cheap anymore. No, yeah. so they're, that'll they're
2: help. definitely push, push that'll that help crowd make it out. Different,
0: but you said they're still going to have
2: uh, people floors, living there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Floors yeah. four to six are going to be mm-hmm. residentials.
0: So the question is, are they people that have, are like basically grandfathered in that they can't kick out still? Because that's not going to change anything then.
1: Well, they've kicked them out now. There's nobody
0: living in it. Okay, there. So it's yeah. going to be new housing. Yeah, new tenants. Okay. Well, it depends on what kind of.
2: But here's the thing. Why am I living in a hotel Yeah. weekly? am I? Is it because I can't afford? I don't have a job. Uh, I'm
0: unemployed. Um, am I down on my luck? I think it's going to be hard because it's like you're going to rent out these places for people to live in apartments. I
2: need a, a place to it's live, like, but I'm a recovering addict?
0: If it's high-end high end apartments, why would you want to move in and pay that much to live in that area? And if they're low-end, you're just going to bring the same crowd in that
2: you did before? I think they're going to do a push-out where... They just get Skid Row out. It's this, this place is actually leased for 99 years to uh, a millionaire, billionaire actually, from New York City. So it's not going anywhere unless this guy just says, I'm done with it. But he's putting all this money in it to, to refurbish it. So, you know, what do you do when you have bad neighborhoods and people are coming in and they're buying the houses? they're pushing out that element. That element has to go somewhere else. They're, they're refurbishing houses. They're turning them over. The neighborhood changes. Now, can you do that with how big is the skid row? I yeah, mean,
1: Gentrification yeah. happens all the time. When yeah, everything that's crappy and shabby suddenly becomes uber cool and everybody needs just to move pushes there. pushes them out. Yeah, because it's like an up and coming neighborhood all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that that probably has something to do with it, but It goes back to if they get rid of everything that's inside and put all brand new stuff in there then nothing's attached anymore right because it's no chairs no beds no carpets no nothing everything's brand new so will it lend itself still to all the bad things that have happened and continue to happen there or is it really just a coincidence of location like nobody's really predisposed to having anything bad happen
2: uh, Yeah, right. I mean,
1: think about it from a paranormal investigator standpoint and what you know about haunted locations and how things work, right? Because, I mean, you guys have been doing both of those things for a long time. And if you got a phone call from somebody and said, listen, we want you to come investigate this house. There's been five people that have died here. And, you know, we're having some stuff happen. I mean, what's your initial feeling about that? Are you going to want to go in and look at what it was built on? who lived there, what kinds of things they've been experiencing.
2: Right. You Like, how do you
1: look at it? You
2: put your uh, history together on it and see what, where, and how. and
1: Right. And then is the house bad? Right. Is the land bad? <clears throat> Are the people living there egging it on in some way, shape, or form?
2: If I was this guy who has this place leased out, what's his name? I have it here somewhere. You let all
1: the paranormal investigators start coming in? <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: exactly the opposite. I would turn around and knowing the history. Now, mind you, some everybody's different. Maybe this this millionaire doesn't really realize that it's it could be paranormal related in the sense of like there's some evil shit going on here. But if he has any people around him or even inclined himself, say, hey, look, you know what? This has got some bad juju here. We need to get in here and we need to have this place uh, blessed, saged, cleaned up. And give it some good energy and work from there. And the people that come in there to work to have the good energy. And start it fresh that way. The other part that I would do to this hotel, now we're talking about redoing the hotel, but what I would do is I would take the glamour years of all the Hollywood stars, the biggest names that were used to be up there, talk to the estates and say, hey, look, we want to promote it this way. We want to promote it this way. Hey, uh, Doris Day stayed here or whatever. And try to put the, the good spin on it. But by raising your prices also, like you said, you're going to get a different type of clientele. This is not going to be every bum that can, you know, sell crack and go live there because they don't want that anymore. I think that would be an angle for that hotel to take and really try to limit skid row around you.
1: I really don't think no matter what they do that it's going to go away and it's not going to have any kind of bad things happening there.
2: You don't think anything's going to go away?
1: Mm-mm. i think that there's something about that building there's something about it just draws people to it and you can slap paint on it all you want but it doesn't necessarily change yeah but because, when, again, you have
2: a, when you have a house cleanse what
1: well think about it like let's go back to thinking about it from a paranormal investigator standpoint a family says this is what we're dealing with and we don't want this here and we don't know how to get rid of it or what to do with it. I mean, what do we always tell people? Embrace it. <laughs> yeah, you got to learn to live with it, right?
2: It's not the best answer, but but you
1: got to learn to live with it. You got to claim your space. You got to, you know, put some boundaries in. You got to, you know, do what you got to do because Yeah, but that's the cleansing it is really not a real thing, Jeff, you know that.
2: Right. <laughs> but the people coming in there might not think that anything's going to happen to them. They might not see any hauntings or anything crazy because you're...
1: Right. It's 200 people could come in there and not have a single issue. But if that one person comes in and they're depressed or they have some mental stuff going on or they're not in a good mindset or they've got some personal tragedy going on, something's happening.
2: But that goes back to, oh, I went to the Hyatt. Hyatt has, I'm not saying this is real. Hyatt has. <laughs>
1: Hyatt's going to sue you. Yeah. Uh, there was
2: X amount of deaths that happened, but you don't know about that. Okay. But it goes back to understanding it, it's going to happen everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. But it goes back to, so what is so, what, what, why is this place so special? What's the hot spots to this that makes it
1: Right, because so the Stanley Hotel is super haunted, but it doesn't have the same history of people dying there.
2: It's two opposite ends of the spectrum. It'd be interesting to let some paranormal teams run through there. The Cecil? Mhm. I
1: know. I like see, it. See,
2: see what they would. Do I want to say conjure up? Because <laughs> you're definitely going looking for stuff. So, would that turn into like um, a real, a real haunted hotbed versus just things happening here and there? What's the what's the uh, hospital that uh, it's in every movie that closed in Los Angeles? That one hospital, everyone goes and investigates. is has been in a ton of movies. I can't think of the name right now. In L.A.? Yeah. It's been shut down. It's in, like, one of the worst parts of L.A. And it's, it's haunted. But if you send a team in there or many teams to investigate, everyone's bringing in. Everyone's looking for something. So people are, if you keep messing with stuff, you're going to pull it out. You're gonna You're going to fire it up. You're going to get that energy to come to you. And you do this repeatedly... You're going to get some stuff. So, you know, that'd be interesting to see what happened that way.
0: Linda Vista Hospital? Linda
2: Vista, yep. That place is a hotbed. I think it might be torn down now. I'm not sure. But that's been in a lot of movies. But it's also one of the biggest um, investigation spots for quite some time because of all the deaths that happened in there and, and uh, people died, like just gunshots. It was just in the bed. Well, this is kind
1: of my point. It's like the number one criteria for a place to be haunted that yep. makes you want to go is how many people have died there. <laughs> well, I mean think about what about,
2: it. what about haunted funeral homes? I mean, you uh, no, that's not the same. What about a hospital? Yeah. Well, because the I mean, okay. yeah, funeral homes that yeah, have, have dead
1: bodies, but people aren't necessarily, necessarily dying in them. Right. But, you know, anything that's got a tragic history to it, automatically we're like, oh, it must be haunted.
0: Well, that's why. This hospital has a lot of uh, IMDB credits. Yeah, it's huge. So I'm not disagreeing that there's probably
1: hotels, every single hotel has probably had a murder, suicide, overdose. Like, I get it.
0: But this is repeated.
1: But this is, yeah. And it's over such a long time span. I mean, you're talking from almost 100 years.
2: And you got about 80 deaths?
1: Of people dying.
2: So what do you got, one a year maybe?
1: Well, some years. Multiple, multiple and then it's some quiet. Some years quiet, like, right. And it's been closed technically since 2017. Nobody's been in it since 2017. And the last
2: death in there was 91?
1: 2015.
2: Oh, um, Lamb.
1: No, like there was one even after Lamb. Two, 2015, 28-year-old male jumped to his death. That's the last recorded death there. Because I think she was 2015, too, but before that. I don't know. We need Google.
2: She, um, you know, you might be on, I would say maybe a percentage of those that went there to commit suicide, they knew where their life was, (laughs) and that's why they're there. And you know what?
0: She was 2013.
1: Yeah. She
2: was 2013. Okay.
1: So 2015 was the last recorded one. And those are just recorded. You have to keep that in mind, too. There's over 80 deaths on record. But that doesn't include every homeless person they didn't know. Anybody else that had no ID. Right. I mean, those are just people that they knew were staying in the hotel.
2: Maybe the homeless around this hotel are actually Satan's little workers. (laughs) They're dark hole. They protect it.
1: Again, like I don't want to say it's like a... A portal to hell or a hell mouth. I don't know how else to explain it. Well, it's not a, place a happy place. Bad energy. You know what I no. mean? <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't see the Ghost Adventures episode. I um, didn't either. I'm sure, though, with all their wonderful reenactments and everything else that they typically do, it was very interesting. Well,
2: Zach called me up and he wanted me to come out to um, Nevada. <laughs> he wanted me to sit through a private screening with that, but I told him I couldn't that week. I actually had COVID that weekend. I
1: just, I can't. I just can't. <laughs> I mean, the green light alone is just enough to, like, make my eyes blurry and I can't focus on it. I almost wish it had been somebody else because I feel like it would have been more legit.
2: Yeah. Well, no, everybody's invested. There's a lot of people that, that Hotel has been... What's legit?
1: I don't know. Somebody that doesn't, like, try to... Uh, I'm going to uh, get myself in trouble.
2: I'll say it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, no, 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 okay. We
2: know the opinion of, yeah. like, certain shows. But what's who's legit? Who's legit to go in there and say, yeah, this place is effed? I'm,
1: I'm sure that there's, there's some people out there <laughs> So that I would look at and say, you so, probably didn't fake anything that happened there or modify There's got to be people out
2: there that in, in the paranormal world you could take out there and you could kind of trust their word a little more than other people. Yeah, for sure. Okay.
1: When, I guess the difference is, is that somebody going in for like the sake of truly trying to investigate versus somebody going in to make a TV show. Does that make sense? Right. Like That's my gripe about it. But, if you're going no, in there no. with the intent to like make good TV, then things have to happen because otherwise no one's going to watch your show. But if you're a quote-unquote professional that is just out there doing it for the science of it.
2: So Netflix did a really good thing then.
1: Yeah. I mean, I thought their documentary was very solid. Versus
2: some of the ghost shows.
1: For sure. Okay. But they didn't really touch on Ghost the haunted of the, side yeah, of No, it. they just Touching thought the, the
2: historic side of it. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I...
1: But I feel know. like that's always an inherent problem for paranormal investigators in general, is that very few times is there ever an opportunity where multiple people can come into to a location and gather evidence and compare it and be open about comparing it and you know, share what they get without it turning into a chest, you know, bumping, ridiculous mess. Do they still do that? They're trying to rip each other apart. I don't know. True. (laughs) I mean, but but you know what I mean.
2: But the only way to get that experience, those experiences out there and let our field continue to grow is by coming out with these stories. You know, some of it can be validated, some of it can't be. And you're right, some of it can be used to enhance TV. But they could also be happening there too, to some lesser degree. But it just gets blown up a little more just for, you know, viewership. Um, the only way you're really going to truly figure this out is to... All right, here's a good example. We know as our team... We go in there, we're not, we're not gonna uh, highlight it, uh, make it an overnight sensation. And if we come out there with true experiences and we're done, we come out and say, look, we had X amount happen. Okay, I believe in all that. I know what I saw or heard or didn't. And I know what my team is because it goes down to the other science of this. You trust in your team. And if the experiences are real and these other paranormal teams can get in there and do something of the same nature, we expose it in our field so we can say, hey, look, it might be the same as any other place, but yet it's still going on to help advance our, our, our field. But in the same light, <clears throat> some of these shows that come in there, not even ghost shows, you could take just any show that goes in there, not the, the three or four main ones, you could take any documentary team in there and do it that way and they might walk out with the same experience but it's still for viewership but it might be a little more on the the real edge of it versus you know the sound effects bumped up or this or that so my thing is um i i think i think we need to go investigate
1: i was gonna say rob would you go if you had the opportunity sure why not right Why not? Maybe we make a plan to go visit there when they reopen. Well, yeah. it's
2: just, just like we wanted to go to the Richards Richardson's complex. I know it's a hotel now that's shutting down yep. permanently. Again. Again, and it's no, there's no, no reason to reopen it. They said, well, I, let's go book a room, but you can't, you know. You see how these things work
1: so I think what the question is and what we want to know from people that have listened to the show is do you think that the Cecil is just inherently evil and that no matter what they do to it how they gussy it up and try to make it pretty bad stuff is still gonna happen there or is it just that it's the location in general and that's why everything happens
2: And it doesn't have to be Cecil either I mean it could be any haunted location that has a lot of dark history is there a way to change that, too? Can we change that outcome? Can we take that and just make it historical and no longer happening there?
1: You
0: know? Yeah. Well, I think we're back. We're babbling. Yes, we are. Yeah. I dad, don't think we swore this episode either. No, nope. oh. well, my dad told me not to. There we go. There you go. Mission accomplished. So
2: yeah. the Cecil?
1: The Cecil. Mm-hmm. Parababble out.
2: Peace. Till next oh. time.